Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now this age of radio podcast is brought to you by the bazaar the Bazaar is the Age of Radio affiliate store, and right now, The Bazaar has a special offer on The Great Courses Plus. The Great Courses Plus is a subscription video on-demand service with thousands of in-depth videos taught by the world's greatest professors. You'll always find something fascinating to learn about. With categories ranging from history to travel and everything in between, there's something for everyone. If you go to ageofradio.org forward slash darkwindows, there's an offer to get The Great Courses Plus free for 14 days. Stay ahead in life. Start your access today with 11,000 plus video and audio lectures on a range of topics. I'm Kevin H. I'm Kevin C. And I'm a Seth. And this is the Dark, Dark Windows, Windows Podcast. Podcast. So just a disclaimer, we are going to talk about some things that people might not be super comfortable with. We're going to use some language, a language that people are not going to be super comfortable with. That's adult language. So, Expletives. So sit back. Relax. And enjoy the show. Or not. That's cool, too. We want to start out by saying a special thank you to our sponsor, Studio Headphones. Studio offers some of the best quality sound and best-built headphones on the market without the outrageous prices that other brands offer. They offer a variety of different styles, including over-the-ear, wired earbuds, and completely wireless Bluetooth buds. The two newest models are the Klar, which are over-the-ear noise-canceling headphones that offer 30 hours of playtime. Hold on. 30 hours continuous playtime without being recharged. And the Tolve, which are totally wireless Bluetooth earbuds, that offer seven hours of playtime in a case that holds four additional charges for the buds. So check out studio.com where you will find some of the best quality headphones and earbuds on the market. And if you enter Dark Windows 15 at checkout, they will take 15% off your entire order. Welcome back. What's going on, everybody? What's up, you bunch of beautiful dickheads? Welcome to the show. That was aggressive, Seth. Yeah, right now. Beautiful dickheads. Yeah, you know why? <laughs> because I'm punchy because I'm tired. We're recording late. We just saw somebody tackle Bret Hart We're in the Hall of Fame. We're trying to figure out who the fuck that woman was that got in there and like... In the gold dress. Smashed his, that dude's so face. So I'm not apologetic. And plus, I said they're a bunch of beautiful dickheads. So that's, you know, a positive. He said beautiful. I mean, it could be worse. It could have been like, hey, you wonderful cunts. That's just mean. No, man, it's all good. That's mean, man. Because like we're, it. you know, being I'm being nice. Okay, well, that's yeah. true enough. And I love our fans. So speaking of fans, what's up? I heard you made a new one at Adepticon because you sold them a fucking hobby holder. 
I did? Yeah. Who? Shane. No, I didn't. I thought he bought one. No, I bought it for him. Oh. Yeah. Even better. Yeah, fuck well, face. speaking of Shane and Hobby Holders. Yeah. So, if you don't know what the Hobby Holder is yet, you've heard about it from time in and time out from my dumb mouth. Head on over to GameEnvy.net and look at a Hobby Holder. Hobby Holder is a two-in-one handle and base combination little unit to help you get all that beautiful little nuances. Or just make sure that you don't touch your miniature while you're painting while it's still wet. Yeah, don't over there. You find what you like. You like that? Like a brush beam, brush bashing, paint puck, all these different variety of cool little hobby tools. Put all that stuff in your checkout cart. Put in the promo code Broadstone folks at checkout and you'll save yourself 10% off the entire order. I'm actually going to use mine this coming week now that I got the Rumble Slam dudes. Yeah. I'm pretty pumped for that. So, on that note. Hi, buddy. Welcome back. We missed you. We did. I wasn't gone. <laughs> really? Because I'm pretty sure I did a food episode. And I'm, I thought you would have chimed in on food episodes because we've all established we're fat fucks. Delicious, beautiful we, yeah, fat we fucks. fat fucks. But, Kevin, mm. what are we doing this week, buddy? Yeah, what are we coming back with? Monsters. What kind of monsters? Like the drink? Yeah. Like the blue shit that Seth's drinking? Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to, I went low carb because I was like, it's getting late. I don't need full, like full octane. Yeah, I don't need all the carbs, but the fucking energy bullshit would keep a normal person up for six years is totally fine. Yeah, I'll be going to sleep as soon as I finish this. You fucking creep. Fuck you. Anyway, I what kind the, of monsters? I did the same thing. So You don't drink energy drinks. I've never seen you drink an energy drink in my entire life. Not yours, mine. I have. Once? But then when it made me pee orange, oh, I was fucking like, rock star I was shit? like yeah. yeah, no, I'm done. You See? You, so that means that you can't drink one of these and then go right to bed. I could drink a coffee, though. The thing is, though, Coffee's you, different. You, That's for you don't buy Rockstar, old. you rent it. Because it, it comes out the same color that it goes in. You guys are crazy. Dude, no, no it, was, it was Rockstar because the, the fucking rep came down and he's like, hey, you guys want to try this? And we're like, yeah, sure, fuck it. It's free stuff because you know, we work at a convenience store, so neither one of us have enough money to... To buy an actual drink, so screw it. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie, dude. I can drink any of that shit. It doesn't affect me any. Ugh, no. But let's talk about your kind of monsters, Anywho. not what I'm drinking. Monsters. Monsters of that are real or fake. I don't know. But I'm going to cover a... <laughs> what kind of fucking <laughs> intro is that? What the fuck? They might be real. You're the cryptid person on this show. You're supposed to be like, I got some monsters. You know what's great about them? They're elusive. That means they're, we don't know if they're here, but they are. But this one might be fake. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet fuck. If we think it's fake, then why are we talking about it? Listen. You silly bitch. I'm not saying they're fake, but it's a possibility that they're fake. This one I don't think can physically be real, the one you're about to talk about. I don't know, man. Getting it, soft on me. Is it not a bobcat snake? Because that's what the pictures look like. It's a snake, snake cat bob. No. No, I don't know. It's a Robert Cat Snake. Ooh. Bobcat Snow Cat Waith. Yeah. Wait, Bobcat Snake Waith. Like Bobcat Goldwaith, well, whatever his name is. So that'd be Bobcat Goldwaith with like a really weird, like hissy thing in his voice. Sure, let's go with that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> mm. So if we're not sure on that one, but that's that's okay. But we're really I'm really, really sure on all this rest of this part. Okay. Because cool. I cover I'm covering this week for my part of what we're covering dibbing European monsters in quotes. Yes. Uh, I chose to cover for this show the Tetzel Worm or <laughs> Tetzel Worm. Tetzel Worm. Tetzel yes. Worm. That's what you put on your Christmas it's, tree. It's spelled T A T Z E L W U R M. What about a utensil worm? No. Like a worm made out of forks no. and shit. No. 
Oh, you take your kitchen knives, you put them all together, one big long thing, a little bit of solder, <laughs> boom, tensile worm. Yeah. Ooh. Punchy. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so the reason why I chose this worm. So does this thing lay eggs or shit in a box? Both. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I deserve that. Yeah, he kind of did. That was rude, man. Wow. This is a box shit in a layer fucking whatever. What it does is it sleeps in a box and then shits an egg out in that said box. Yeah. Listen, it's got a big, huge fucking cat litter box. Yeah, you fuck. That lays eggs in. So anyway, uh, I chose this beast simply because I'd never heard of it before. And maybe also because, well, of the name. And also because it's German. <laughs> and we've established before you have German heritage. I know, but that's okay. Yeah, dude. I don't but it's care. not only your only German though. It spans the the length of the Alps. So, but I'll get into that. Okay, cool. So while I was doing research on this, I came across two things. One of them I thought was kind of cool, or it was cool, and the other one I was like, "Kill me now." Okay. The first one. Hold was... on. Hold on. One second. That can be arranged. I mean, no. Oh, just, okay, just shit. Shut, just, just, just. So the first one was um, back came started uh, came out in 1987, which was a RPG game called Tetzelworm. Some German company was like, "Hey, we want to make a game about this. <laughs> Let's make a work." A worm game. Oh, yeah? What kind of worm? Like, you know, one of those big, like, earth crawler, crawler things? Or one of those other? No, man. Tetzel worm. A what now? Spetzel worm. Ah. <laughs> dude, I love Spetzel. <laughs> Me too. They they So they came up with a game during that, that time period of where RPGs were, like, really huge. Or at least, well, I think they were huge, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, this would have been, like, Dungeons and Dragons getting real yeah. big. Like, Now, were these guys trying to compete with it? Or, like, hey, I bet we can do it, too. Bet we can do it too. I think. Yeah, it didn't work. Pretty sure. Spoilers. Spoiler yeah. alert. Dungeons and Dragons no, is still around. It's actually no. This is still around. You can still buy this game. Really? Mm-hmm. No shit. Huh. Yes. Uh, the second one, which I said was I wasn't too so enthused with, that I actually wanted to gouge my eyes out and like go blinded, go blind after, uh, for seeing it and hearing it was a band. That, oh, you told me about these guys. I didn't listen to them yet. They called but. themselves Tetzelworm, and they're band, uh, black band, metal band from Germany. African-American. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, black metal. Black metal band from Germany. Yeah. Yeah. They were really, really bad. I mean, all I could hear was, like, the, the guitar going, wow, 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 and then the guy's going, yeah, that's, dude, that's fucking death metal. So that's it's, black death so metal. So it sounds like black metal. Or death metal. Or grindcore. Or listen, listen to Immortal. I bet I bet it sounds exactly the same. I don't know. But what now you can hear is just or the mayhem. guitar just, oh. just going. Rah, 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 or just playing the guitar. And I'm also just hear the guy going. Rah, 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 yeah, that's, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. See, you're just not a fan of, you know, metal music. It's cool. It's like somebody butt sex in a guitar and then a cat yowling. That's, that's black metal. I'm, I'm a fan <laughs> of metal music, you know, but... Metallica is not metal. No. Mm. I like Amon Amaris and Metalhead. <laughs> Fuck Machine Metallica. Head. Machine Head's good. Amon Amaris is good because they tell a good story. Anyway. You know, I like a lot of them. But this is, I just was like, yeah. It's like, as I said, you know, as I wrote down, it's like, it was like nails on a chalkboard for me. 
I'm going, oh. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, now let's talk about this worm, because now I'm really kind of curious about what it's going to be. <laughs> so, this creature is said to be found, like I said before, uh, in the Alps, from Germany all the way down to Italy. Um, it is described to be a serpent-like creature that only has front legs, it's scaly, and it looks like a cat. Uh, it is said that this creature is between two to six feet long. Probably, so probably like the two feet is a little tiny one. A little wee little babe. Yeah, babe to six footer, which is full grown or hmm. a male. A possibly. mature adult. Um, it is also, uh, in addition to this, all these features, it also has yellow eyes like a cat. It is all, and also, according to some of the research I found, it has the ability to expel fumes that are harmful enough to kill a human. So, a fart. Basically, it's like <laughs> a like a goddamn <laughs> possum. An awesome possum? You, you know, you get, you get too close to the possum, Terry Jones shoots a... I think of, uh, the word you're looking for is skunk. Yeah, skunks shoot the spray. <laughs> Possums, they play dead if yeah, they you get know, scared you know or those, run. You know skunks, or, how they play dead and shit? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I was thinking... <laughs> Yeah, I was picturing skunk. I'm All right, folks, possible. we're going to call it a night. Good I'm, night, everybody. I'm leaving that in, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> You're going to get so much shit. I know. I mean, possums smell, but they don't They, they don't, don't make smell. Well, I fucking wouldn't know. <laughs> well, they do make a smell, but usually it's After not. They, they don't spray it. with a fucking shovel behind a dumpster. <laughs> yeah. But here's my thing is, how the fuck do they know that they produce this gas that can kill a human. So would they find a human that was just dead? Uh-oh. Must have been the tetzel you, you test it. You put it in a cage and you make it fucking air shit in somebody's face and they just <laughs> bleh, dead. Or, you know, there was two people there. One got blasted and, you know, got bukkakied. And the other <laughs> one ran. He's like, oh, my God. He comes back and he's just he's all melted and shit. <laughs> like fucking raiders. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It could work. <laughs> that's what it, oh, that's what it was. What? They op- right, in Raiders, they opened up the fucking ark, and there was a Tetzel worm in there and shitted and killed all those Nazis. Or <laughs> it's one of those things. It's one of those acid spitters. Mongolian death worm. One of the fucking things that like it's in Jurassic Park. That, they didn't spit- actually do that though, which kind of sucks. Oh, okay, whatever. Fuck them then. Yeah, they had the, the like the the neck frill thing, but they didn't actually spit anything. Okay, uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, fucking uh, science so- makes me sad. Uh, Nature makes me sad. So the this little beastie didn't only go by the name of Tetzel Worm just because of of where it spanned from being from Italy to Germany. It also went by, di- uh, let's see, like five different names, four different names, something like that. The first one was is Stolen Worm, which means Tunnel Worm. Then there's uh, Dazzle Worm. I could be pronouncing it wrong. Dazzle but it, Worm! But it's, <laughs> the little front little the, like, little digits do the, the uh, spirit fingers. It goes, yes! Good. Or is that like a special attack? It kind of like gets up on its snake ass and does jazz hands at you? Oh, dude, yeah. And then what it does is it will, like, since it's a utensil worm, it's already shiny anyway. So it's already got the sparkle. Uh, so wait, it's also in Italy? So it's a spetzel worm. Is it also like a lasagna snake? Could be. Awesome. Manicotti worm? Ooh. Mancon worm? Hmm. I like manicotti worm. I yeah. eat a fucking ton of those. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry. So th- how, some of this how, shit is so goofy that we have to pick on it. So how this is uh, spelled is D-A-A-Z-E-L-W-U-R-M. And then the next one is 
Arasas, A-R-A-S-S-A-S. That sounds like a fucking demon. <laughs> Not no. to me. Urasis means like, wow, that stinks. What is that? Urasis. <laughs> our- <laughs> <laughs> it's our asses. All, uh, all our asses stink. The next one is the... Especially those uh, possums. <laughs> Fart possums. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for yours. I'm gonna be just be as mean to you as I am to him. Oh yeah, I know. So the next one, the uh, next name it has is the pretzel worm. Pretzel is, worm? No, no. See, <laughs> I foreshadowed. My brain was like, hey, they're gonna say pretzel worm. That, that's the thing. That's ready. Oh, you. Fucking it, God I can't damn make it. this up. <laughs> I know. This is what they said. The worst part is this you could tell this is easily shit that's real because of just how fucking outlandish it is. Yeah. And that's why assholes like us have a show. It's spelled P A P R A A T Z E L W U R M. Pretzel. And then the last one is spring worm. That's Means dumb. Jumping worm. Uh-huh. What is that? He's the spring worm. What does it do? It jumps. Really? You just uh, called it a spring worm? Because you find more creative? You put duck sauce on it. (laughs) I thought that was the last one, but I can't. I made a spring roll joke. Yes. What? I said I made a spring roll joke. (laughs) We're talking about food and fucking cat worms and shit. I I thought I had the last. That was the last one, but no, it's not. The last one is the uh, Berg Stutzen. Which is spelled B-E-R-G-S-T-U-T-Z-E-N. Sounds like an Indiana Jones villain. This is the mountain stump. They make really... Oh, dude, that's a great name. (laughs) Those guys make really good hiking shoes, too. Do they? Yeah. Nice. Sounds like a company that would make hiking boots. I thought it was an Indiana Jones bad guy. Who's that? (laughs) Brick Stunson. What does he do? You don't want to know. He's a fucking Nazi. He's a bad guy in an Indiana Jones movie. Jesus Christ. We have to explain. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Get out of here. Fuck, Harrison. Get your shit together. Uh, so according to us, one of the sources that when I was doing my research, they claimed that there was a photograph of the creature that was taken by a Swiss p- photographer. I almost said photographer. You just did. <laughs> you, I, said, I almost said that. You know, you can always just say, cut this part out. Let's restart. <laughs> no, fuck no. Again. Skunk. I'm leaving it in there. So, <laughs> Welcome back. Listen, fuck you. We're going to make you sound like nope. an asshole. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit happens. I mean, you're kind of doing it yourself, but it's just making it more fun for us. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, anyway. If it, if, it, if it works, go with it. Exactly. We're going to. So <laughs> it will make it work. So anyway. On the photographer. The, photog- <laughs> the goddamn photographer. His name was uh, his name was uh, last name I guess gonna be was Balkin B A L K I N. This is taken in 1934, and according to the article, he claimed that he was taking a picture of what he thought was a peculiar log. He's a Balkan instead of a Balkan. <laughs> <laughs> a Balkan from the Baltics. You just took all the fun out of it. You kind of did hit you with some reality there. Damn it. You and your fucking geography. Checkmate. <laughs> but he's from... No. I was instead of doing he's this. He's Swiss. He's not from the Baltics. So what I you do don't know. know is, I don't know if he's going to cut this in, he was trying to do the Vulcan hand thing, yeah, but I, what he did is he turned his hands into the letter B. But I can't do the Vulcan thing because I've got like... You got dumb hands. I got hands that don't work good. I can do them if I turn him into L's though. <laughs> <laughs> See, like now it's a V. Actually, hold uh, on. Oh, oh, I can do W, bitch. <laughs> Perfectly. Whoa. 
So uh, now we're throwing. We're, anyway, so this, not, this he, went from us talking about a German monster to throwing fucking gang signs <laughs> at each other. <laughs> and he can actually spell blood with his hands. Fire. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be. I and mean, I could also do the crit, but I. And it's also just because you're red. That's all. No, it's because I was taught that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a story for another day. <laughs> anyway, so he thought it was a peculiar log when he was taking the picture. And then when the flash went off, the little son bitch, like, right away. I mean, I've I've left a few peculiar logs <laughs> places. They didn't run away, though. So here's my thing is, like, if this thing was scared, I'm surprised it didn't do a stank spray and then run away to kill this dude. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> gone. It's like an octopus with farts instead of egg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, that's what we said, though, is, like, it sprayed it and it can kill people, so... So it's just, like, instead of saying, oh, you inked me, it's like, oh, you shit on me. You shit at me. And now I'm dead. I'm D-E-D. And you never dead. get that smell out of your clothes, either, no matter... It's like cat piss. No matter how many times you wash them, it's just there. <laughs> oh, God. So, the sightings um, for this creature, that it, uh, yeah. Um. Let's restart that paragraph, shall we? <laughs> No, leave it in. He's cool with it, apparently. <laughs> oh, by the way, I have a thing coming for Uh-oh. when we fucks up. Titties! No, even better. Oh. Because <laughs> we can't steal that because another show on our network already does that. So. I know, but it's a great idea. It is a great idea. I was thinking about just yelling balls, but eh. Gooch. So, okay. So, um, sightings. Yes. So... First one was by well, one of the first ones was by a Swiss naturalist named Friedrich von Stutzen Dusseldorf. No, oh, Stutzendini Hans Dufenschmerz T S C H U N D I. I'm not even gonna fucking nope. wager a guess nope. on that one, Alex. Stuchendi, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Stuchendi, whatever. Perfect. He was he was convinced <laughs> of the reality of this creature and wrote uh, in uh, a book in, 19, in 1861. Uh, quote in Bernese Oberden and the Jura, J U R A, the Jura Mountains. Yeah, sure. Uh, the belief is. Widespread that there existence a there exists a sort of cave worm in quotes, which is thick, thirty to ninety centimeters long, and has two short legs. It appears at the approach of storms after a long dry spell. Has this guy seen my dick? <laughs> <laughs> no. What I was actually starting to laugh at is like this kind of reminds me of uh, during those cabinet curiosities when they take two animals and like sew them together. Fiji mermaid. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. I've seen the original, which is fucking awesome. So that's I don't so that's why I'm like in my head I'm imagining that, but with a cat front and a snake bottom, it's just like oh we have this python, cut its head off. Okay, we have a cat, glue it together. <laughs> Cut its ass off. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and, and he goes on to say that in nineteen in eighteen twenty eight, a peasant in the uh Solo Thron Thern? Yep. Solothurn? Yep. S O L O T H U R N Canton found one in a one in a dried up marsh and put it aside, intending to take it into Professor Hugi. But in the na- in the meantime, the crows half uh, ate it in half. The skeleton was taken to the town of Solothron, where they could not decide what it w- was, and sent it to Heidelberg, where all traces of it was lost. 
So, hmm. so one of those things they had the evidence supposedly sent it to this place and in transit, mm-hmm. like we've seen with the previous, uh, like the footprints for the little like little demons. Jimmy Stewart with the uh, with the Bigfoot scalp. Yeah, that you know they go in transit. Like when they're in transit, all of a sudden somehow they come up missing. Or they go to some place and then all of a sudden they just come up missing. Like the sm- giant, that- giant skeletons in the Smithsonian. I just said that. You know, transit going to one point A to point B and they come up missing. That's what I, I just said. I was just saying that I was making a point of the giants in the Smithsonian. You're killing me. <laughs> no, for reals. Yeah. No, for real. So the next sighting, an Austrian schoolmaster who came across one in 1929 whilst exploring a cave on the Templemeyer, believed to be, it believed it to be a giant salamander. He said, quote. I could get that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He said, quote, I started to look for the entrance to the cave. Suddenly I saw a snake-like animal sprawled on the rotting foliage that covered the ground. Its skin was almost white, not covered by scales, but smooth. The head was flat, and two very short feet on the fore part of the body were visible. He's, then he goes on to say, hmm. My, in quotes, Tetzelworm did not have large claws, but short and uh, atrophied-looking feet. His long... <clears throat> sorry. His length did not exceed 40 to 45 centimeters. Most probably, the tetzel worm is a rare variety of salamander living in the moist caves and only rarely coming into the light of day. Well, that that kind of makes sense because that's what a lot of people, like a lot of uh, scientists think that the myth of like the kappa in Japan is, is fucking like those like five foot long salamanders that will actually pull people into the water. Yeah, and I kind of believe that because what was it? Anthony Bourdain was uh, in Jamaica and they went to a bunch of caverns and they're like, oh yeah, there's so much, you know, unmarked territory in these caverns that we're finding new species of insects and bacteria every day. Yeah. That they go down... They go down for like 18 miles or something like that, and they can find something else. They go down like another 10 miles, and they find more. That it's you know constantly going because no one really knows what's down there. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. It's like the Earth's ocean, you know. Yeah, we know more we know more about fucking Mars than we do about our own ocean. Yeah, which is kind of crazy to think about. Uh, so the next sighting was 19 the 1930s by a guy that was a doctor. His name was. Gerhard uh, Vensmeer and oh, doctor. I'm sorry. It was, oh, there's a doctor. Uh, two guys. Sorry, I read that wrong. So it was by Doctor Gerhard Vensmeer and Hans Fulcher. They collected the evidence of sixty witnesses. All occur, uh, agreed it was between thirty to sixty centimeters, so one to two feet long. Uh, cylindrical in shape with a t- the tail ending abruptly. It had a large blunt head that grew directly into the body with no narrowing of the, the neck area. The eyes were large and the body scaled. It hissed like a snake. So that's kind of... Uh, that's fascinating. It's weird because it almost does sound like a salamander. Yeah, and these are, you know scientific professionals you know or people of 
like high repute rather than like say no offense us if we saw we'd be like oh what was this thing oh none taken by the way <laughs> are you a scientist god no i See? didn't even fucking play one on tv yeah well that's what i'm saying though is like these guys have no reason to lie about this stuff and yeah there's some crazies out there but whatever but still it's like kind of makes you wonder because what they're describing is never seen it before yeah, yeah. it's weird uh, then in 1969, two naturalists found the skeleton of a li- of a lizard-like animal in the Alps near Domo Origato. Mister Do- Sol Do- Domo Domo Dosola. D. I'll spell it. D O M O D O S S O L A. It's in Italy. Hmm. That, well, the reference I made yeah. was Japan. Um, <laughs> fuck. The so one of the naturalists, uh, Giuseppe uh, Constale, saw a Giuseppe. gray crested reptile moving in a zigzag fashion on Piso Corina in the same area on two occasions in 1991 and 1992. Um, Fucking Giuseppe. Wow. Yeah. And then in 2000, a large skeleton was. Uh, forwarded to a local college. Some scientists said it was at this time that the first physical proof of the alpine tetzel worm you know, came came about. Along with the skeleton came a sizable donation as well. The original ta- owner of the skeleton remains a mystery. The law firm of the uh, Gunterhaus LTD in Germany handled the donation and refuses to divulge the name of the co- uh, contributor or why the Geneva Institute uh, was selected to be the recipient. Hmm. Kind of a little weird, but interesting. Maybe, maybe mm. that's kind of like like the their version of almost like the Smithsonian or something like that, where it's like a natural history museum or some yeah. shit. Who knows? Uh, so and then the people uh in Tre Tre Sivio uh, in the Voltellinia Valley. <laughs> Jesus, I can't. I, I'm just like sorry, man. I'm just entertained listening to you try. <laughs> I'll spell the that 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 uh the V word there. V A L T E L L I N A. Just just as a spoiler alert for you and the listeners, my pronunciations aren't going to be any better. And mine are fucking Russian. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray! So this is a region of Italy on the Swiss border, uh, and there was repeated sightings of an unusual creature. Described as a in quote angle, uh, agile uh, bipedal lizard, about a meter tall and nearly two meters long. Wait a minute. Oof. Oof. Tall, two-legged lizard. It's a tetzel worm. Swiss frogman. <laughs> Swiss army frogman. Ooh. That's me flipping <laughs> off these boys because. There's no unknown businessman licking these things, as we know. <laughs> unknown scientist. Oh, okay. Did he lick them? No. No, no. Mm. Fingered him. No. <clears throat> so the first sighting the paper reported <laughs> was in the summer of 2000. <laughs> oh, my God. So you have to t- use the whole hand there, Doc? <laughs> so in the summer of 2009, a paper had reported the one of the first sightings and they said, quote, was regarded as an isolated incident and had been 
made a few years ago. A young student of agriculture of of an agricultural science class spotted the animal. But at that time, nobody believed her. Now, an assistant researcher, she stands by her report. She says, quote, I was not dreaming. I saw it clearly with my own eyes. It approached me, walking on its hind legs. The anterior legs were very small. It resembled a prehistoric velociraptor, and generally it was like a monitor lizard. Yet, while monitors have... Move on four legs. This one, this one went upright. It backed. Its back was nearly eight centimeters above the ground, with the head nearly a meter. I guess it was one and a half or two meters long. It it was hard to tell through the distortion of the fucking whiskey bottle, but (laughs) 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 being a uh, a researcher, and you know, that's, they, that's they can pretty... still be drunks. I'm a researcher. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I... And I Irish mm-hmm. my coffee this morning, so close enough, I guess. <laughs> that's why he hasn't left the house all day. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so there was a couple stories that went along with this also that I found, and the first one, the. There were two well-known tales of the legend of the Tetzel Worm. The first, as I said, two of them. The first one follows of that of a young girl who was walking on a farm in Switzerland, chopping down uh, bean poles when she accidentally dis- uh, disturbed the burrow of a Tetzel Worm and was attacked. The Tetzel Worm in this account was described as being of a gray coloration and about the size of a common domesticated cat with a fleshy, hairless body and only sports Ew. two front legs. Fleshy, co- <laughs> hairless body. <laughs> Just words like, get away from my bean poles, <laughs> motherfucker. According to the story that the Tetzel worm glared at the girl and she ran away, describing big, bright eyes too intense to meet. The second story tells of a man and his son out gathering uh, herbs in the mountains when the man herbs maybe it was maybe they were gathering herbs <laughs> okay Britt <laughs> <laughs> we're out there getting these bowmeisters <laughs> herbs a name herb is a vegetable <laughs> no it's a <laughs> or a spice I'm sorry fuck I'm a retard too god damn it <laughs> Your contagious bullshit not being able to talk. I fucking hate you. <laughs> God damn it. Just trying to make you look like an and, asshole. And I turned it on myself. And you're fucking not being able to read your fucking shit. It's affected him. Oh, I, I haven't even started not being able to read my shit yet. No, since episode one, you haven't Fuck. been able to read. <laughs> the second story. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the second story tells of a man and his son out gathering herbs. Why'd you say that weird? <laughs> in the mountains, when the man mountains mountains <laughs> yes, <laughs> when the man suddenly heard his son scream and seemed to be paralyzed in the fear, staring at a rock. <laughs> I don't know, man. Terror rock, uh, <laughs> scariest fucking rock on the earth. Must be fuck. The man sprinted to his son, only to see a gruesome monster under the rock near his son, which hissed like a snake 
and had and had the face of a cat with big bright eyes. Now I wonder if these people realize the fucking cat's hiss too. I don't know, man. I, I they do though. I'm trying to figure out the bright eyes thing. Like depending on the time of day, I, like at night you can kind of understand because we get that light reflection. Yeah, that's true. But these people were collecting like herbs, you know, in the daylight on top of a mountain. Nocturnal herb gatherers, <laughs> dude. Some, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but no, like, that's the part that's getting me is like, how would the eyes glow? Yeah, or be that bright? Unless know. it's a daymon, and they get the internal shiny. Shits. That's true. Well, they have a light switch, you know. <laughs> really? I, I don't know, man. Really? Glow. They, they got glow in the dark shit in their eyes, so they just stare at the sun for a second, then they hide in the. They go back into the shadows. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just fucking spitballing, just they, like everybody they else. Flick their, they flick their high beams on. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, anyway, so the man managed to stab the tetzel worm with a sharpened stick and pierced its flesh easily. But according to the story, the blood of the creature sprayed out and burnt the man's leg, making his journey home long and arduous due to his limp. Definitely painful if they got mm. like that kind of acidy stench spray thing going. So the theories are that. That it's like a salamander. I, I, I can get behind that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a newt. <laughs> no, no. Like, newts get big. No Monty Python jokes. <laughs> Might as well end the fucking show now. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, you know, they, they, they think a salamander. They also think uh, like maybe Gila monster. Gila um, monster. You pronounced that wrong too, you fool. <laughs> I see the. Ah, <laughs> uh, you fuckers! Don't bring me into this. Uh, Fucker, they, singular. <laughs> uh, they also say, think uh, maybe a lungfish. I don't know where why they, the fuck would a lungfish be in I the mountains? They're, they're ugly as fuck, though. They yeah, really are, and they're like water. Yep, that's where fish live. Yep. <laughs> hey, you guys are fucking up, so why can't I? <laughs> you know what? Well, We're not going to edit this fucking episode. <laughs> Welcome so, back to Chuckle Fuckery 3.0. So that's pretty much the tetzel worm. The so tetzel worm of insanity. Yes. And now Kevin. Well, before we get to mine, we're actually going to take a real quick break. The Dark Windows Podcast is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. The Great Courses Plus is a subscription video on-demand service with thousands of in-depth videos taught by some of the world's greatest professors. You'll always have something fascinating to learn about on there. With categories ranging from history to travel and everything in between, there's something for everyone. The courses I'm personally looking forward to the most are the 36-part series on the Vikings and a 24-part series called The Agency, A History of the CIA. If you go over to ageofradio.org forward slash darkwindows, there's an offer to get The Great Courses Plus free for 14 days. Stay ahead in life. Start your access today with 11,000 plus video and audio lectures on a variety of topics. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, we're back. Um, ah, I feel better. Right? 
That was the longest pee I've ever taken. <laughs> so for my half of the research for this week, I covered something a little bit different. Can I still make fun of it like we did with his? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Because this one, I it's hard to explain because it's not... I don't know. I don't know if it's technically an alien or if it's a monster or what the fuck it is, but it's uh, it's a weird one. Um, okay, cool. This will be fun. This is actually it actually takes place in a couple of different lakes in the Soviet Union. Um, You're doing Asian monsters then? Technically, yes. Got them. But whatever. Anyway, they don't. Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, uh, so the first one kind of takes place. Poof. Nipples. <laughs> Nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Nips. Uh, so the first part of this takes plate in take plate. Actually, I said takes plate, so that's fine. All I heard was take plate. <laughs> so the first one takes place in uh, Lake Isik, which is located in southeastern Kazakhstan, which is the world's number one exporter of potassium. Very nice. Fuck! It's a Borat joke, you assholes. Fuck! His yeah, that's real three. timely. Oh, God damn it. It's still a that good is, movie, though. That is really timely. Thank you. I'm <laughs> yeah. so happy you brought that up. <laughs> Fuck off. It was still a good movie. <laughs> High five. High five. <laughs> My sister is the number three prostitute in all of Kazakhstan. <laughs> very nice. Okay, so the lake is unique in the fact that it's surrounded by very high mountains that are generally about 90% of the time actually covered in ice and snow. But the lake itself doesn't freeze over. Okay. So it's often called Isik Kul, which means warm lake, uh, a nod to the fact that the lake doesn't freeze over. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the lake is a very deep body of water and is located in the Tyne Thai, uh, Shan Mountains, which are, again, southeastern Kazakhstan. So the story of, this, of mysteries of the lake goes back thousands of years, but we're going to kind of pick it up in the 1930s with a Russian paranormal researcher by the name of Ilya Grab- uh, Grabowski. I wanted to say Grabowski because we have a farm. Yeah, we're like right down the road. Yeah, it's it's Grabo- uh, Grabowski. <laughs> Grabowski. Grabowski. <laughs> Fucking drunk Russian. Drink some vodka, you'd be fine. <laughs> um, and he had actually heard a few reports of some weird stuff going on around this lake, so he decided to go out and check into it so grabowski met up with a local fisherman who told him an interesting story that he and a few of his friends had been fishing in the northeastern shore when the men fishing came across the cave the local was kind of hesitant at first to tell strangers about the you know the weird shit that he had come across obviously so because he doesn't want to come off sounding like an like a weirdo yeah or... fucking yokel you know yeah because well you know we have that everywhere oh where absolutely. So you always get that one crazy carl guy yeah that always has fun <laughs> stories you're just like oh god so the, the next day, him, uh, the fisherman and his companions decided to go back to the cave. Um, they, uh, they decided to go back to the cave the next day, and they wanted to make sure they had the right gear with them. So they ended up bringing torches, ropes, pickaxes, stuff like that. So you can, because you, you never know what kind of shit you're going to run into in a cave. <laughs> can you imagine that? They go down in a cave. Did you bring the torches or the fire or anything like that? Fuck! <laughs> so how God we gonna, damn it! How Charlie. are we going to do this? Get a, we'll get some mirrors. We'll make some lights. Bro, it's middle of the night. Fuck. Let, let me correct my, my previous statement. Fuck! In Russian. <laughs> Actually? <laughs> nope. <clears throat> so when they reached the innermost part of the cave, they stumbled across three human-like skeletons. The only problems with these skeletons were that they all three of them were well over 10 feet tall, 
and they all had strange bat-shaped silver amulets around their necks. Like what the fuck on were they? Chest. The engineers? That was my first thought. Aliens. Prometheus. Yeah. Asshole. But they were first seen in Alien. <laughs> That's true. Oh. So the interesting part is that there had been sightings of bat-shaped UFOs in the area for hundreds of years. Which that's a weird one. I've I've heard of a lot of different like different shaped UFOs. I've never heard bat shaped. That one's very specific and kind of weird. Hmm. Another local tale from I'm gonna butcher the fuck out of this. <laughs> the Kriggs people. The K. So it's K R Y G Y uh, G Y Z. So Kriggs Krugs. I don't sure. Kazakhstani people. <laughs> uh, they tell of a sunken city that was in the lake that's actually controlled by King Osunias. Who was quote a giant with long ears? My first thought was Dobby, but real tall. Oh, did he get a sock? Locals gave Dobby a sock. Yeah. <laughs> so the man that met with Grabowski uh, was so scared by the discovery that he didn't tell anyone about what they'd found. But they did take the amulets with them. Uh, they melted down the silver and sold it, except for a really like small piece that the fisherman had kept, kind of like a uh, keepsake kind of thing. Mm. Uh, Grabowski was able to get the piece of silver from the man and had it tested by Soviet scientists who couldn't determine the age or the whereabouts from where it actually came. Because with like metals and stuff like that, even like even back then, they could kind of. When was this again? The 1930s. Oh yeah, so this is definitely before carbon dating. Right, but they could they could still get like a general uh, idea idea of where it was from, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if this had happened nowadays, they could have fucking pinpointed it to like a 10-mile area of where the silver came from. So Grabowski was intrigued by the story, so he started digging further into it. He went through local archives and found that in the mid-1800s, a men of Georgian boys, uh, Georgia was, it's a country, obviously. Yeah. It was part of the Russian Empire at that point in time. Um, they were hunting for mussels in the lake, and they found an underwater cave entrance. So doing what boys do, they... I'll fucking, explore it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Dive down yeah. in, go and check it out. These guys found more giant human remains. Unfortunately, that's kind of where this part of the tale ends because Grabowski uh, never found the cave. and uh, Or maybe, you know, maybe he did and just didn't say anything because he didn't want to... He, was he still alive after this event? Yeah. Did, okay. I wasn't sure if he was one of those ones where you had one of those moments. He went exploring and then came up missing and then he's never been heard of or seen from. No, it's his his findings in it, most of the stuff was never shared publicly. Mm. Um, but Keep it under wraps. Exactly. That could have, This could have been one of those things where this was kind of the beginning of the Soviet Union kind of deal where, you know, maybe he wanted to keep the scientific mindset and he didn't want to tell anybody and then have the military go there and fucking smoke these fish people. Mm. So, yeah, um, you know, that, that's, that that's my thought at least is maybe he's trying to protect the mystery. Yeah, man. Deal, you know, like that town that said they saw that weird flying dumb idiot thing and come to find out. I think it's just, just all those businessmen were trying to save their town. Oh, uh, Van Meter. Yeah. Van yeah. Meter, Peter Beater. <laughs> In the 1980s, Isik Lake became the main testing area for Soviet torpedoes and underwater weaponry. It was also one of the training areas uh, for Soviet recon divers known as frogmen. Okay. And I, I did put in parentheses here, allow for at least five minutes of frogmen jokes, but we're not going to do that. 
The Frogmen also trained in Lake Baikal, which is 1,559 miles to the northeast. Lake Baikal is the world's oldest and deepest freshwater lake at well over a mile deep. Holy shit. This is also the same lake that has, they have pictures of uh, what they believe to be a spacecraft at the bottom of it that looks exactly like the fucking Millennium Falcon. No way. Swear to God. (laughs) Um, So during a training exercise, the Soviet scuba men came across the most bizarre thing they'd ever come across. The divers came face to face with a group of 10 foot tall silver clad humanoids swimming at a depth of more than 150 feet. To their, uh, <laughs> I had fun with this. To their Soviet surprise, the divers didn't see anything on the mysterious creatures resembling breathing equipment. The only thing that the creatures had on their heads were sphere-like helmets that concealed their faces. So, basically, they had like Mysterio. I, he had a fishbowl. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking fishbowls. You know, huh. like the fucking dumb squirrel in SpongeBob. Anyway, Sandy. Yeah, she needed that. Uh, squirrels don't belong underwater. They're fucking tree rats. They're not water rats. Point proven. <laughs> so, of course, after the run-in with the, under, uh, with the underwater critters, the Soviet government decided they needed to capture one of these beasts, of course, for science. Uh, they, yeah, of course. They sent seven men to the area, including Afghan war veteran, uh, the Soviet Afghan war, not ours, because he would have had to go back in time to do that. And he also would have had to have been Russian, which they weren't when we were there. Move on. Allegedly. M- move on. On. Uh, but the the <laughs> man's name was uh, uh, remember I told you it was we weren't done mispronouncing shit. Mark Scheithenberg, S H T E Y N. Scheitberg. I think it's Scheithenberg is where I'm going with that one. Shitty hamburger, Scheitberg. Got <laughs> a Scheitberger. <laughs> I think it'd be a bad Scottish burger, wouldn't it? Or just they're drunk and they try to make a hamburger and it didn't work <laughs> out. I love you, Scotland. Wait a minute, you're trying to say the Scots are alcoholics? No. I don't believe that for a second. Not at all. <sighs> okay. Uh, uh, Scheithenberg had extensive research, had extensively researched this case. He goes, he went on to say, as the frogmen tried to cover the creature with a net, the entire team was propelled out of the deep water to the surface by a powerful force. Because Fus Roda. <laughs> Fus <laughs> Fuckers go flying up. Um, Sorry. Because autonomous equipment of the frogmen does not allow surfacing from such depths without strict adherence to the procedure of decompression stops, all the members of the ill-fated expedition were stricken by uh, aeroembolism. Oh, yeah, dude. That uh, would fucking kill them if they're not careful. Which is the bends. Yeah. You come up too fast and your gases get all fucked up in your guts. So they have to go into a decompression decompression chambers. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, put you back down to that, and then raise you back up slowly. Well, no. What I think what they do is they you they put them into like a cabin kind of thing, and it's like pressurized. Yeah, it, it puts it's you, like it an puts, iron lung. It puts yeah. you back down to the whatever pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then brings you back up. Oh, I thought you meant like they put them back underwater and no. everything. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> ass. You no, motherfuckers came up here way too fast. Get your asses back down there. <laughs> Go and down we, and do it right. <laughs> and we're gonna bring you up slowly, slowly, slowly. You come up fast one more time. Don't make me turn the Soviet car around. I don't really think you can turn around. <laughs> Soviet cars come. don't fucking work at all, man. So uh, they only go forwards. <laughs> we have reverse, reverse uh, engineering here. We have uh, we have two gears. First, 
And faster. And park. <laughs> <laughs> park is when we hit something to make it stop. The only remedial. I love Russians. Oh. <laughs> the only remedial treatment available consisted of an immediate confinement under decompression conditions, as we just said, mm-hmm. in a pressure chamber. They had uh, several. They had several such pressure chambers in the military region, but only one in working condition, because it's the Soviets. Duh. Uh, it could contain no more than two persons at a time. Those local commanders had forced four frogmen into the chamber. As a result, three of them, including the commanding officer of the group, perished, and the rest became invalids. So, whatever this thing was that fucking... Why? I don't understand that. There Why? Wasn't, maybe there wasn't enough room in the chamber, and it just fucked them up. Hey, quick pause. What's the plural person? Persons. People. Well, Two he, people. He said it as persons, and I was doing a quote. Well, he's fucking Russian, so you can't take that. You know, sorry, decided to get that in there. I was like, "You fucker!" It could contain no more than two vodkas. <laughs> These local vodkas had forced four vodkas into chamber. As a result, three of them had become drunk. <laughs> ah, so you end up with one big vodka. They became borscht, human borscht. Oh, fucking beet stew is disgusting, by the way. As a result of the incident, the USSR Dive Service Commander, Major General Demyanko, flew to the area to talk to local military commanders about the dangers of trying to capture these water critters. But his fucking arms were tired when he got there. (laughs) 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 So this kind of goes to show that the Soviet High Command had a knowledge of uh, these weird things that were in the water. Mm Mm-hmm. So not long after that, the enge- yep. the engineer forces of the Ministry of Defense issued a bulletin ac- uh, addressed to the staff headquarters of the Turkmenistan. Uh, Is that real Turkmenistan? Yeah, Turkmenistan. It's a it's a real place. Oh, okay. Oops, it's, it's, one, it's one of the many stands in the area. Uh, of like the military area. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Got it in. The bulletin noted uh, many other lakes with similar aquatic humanoid sightings had been reported alongside the usual flying discs and spheres ascending from the deep areas of the of the lake. Yeah, hmm. just the usual shit, you know, fucking crafts fucking shooting out of the water. It's a normal thing. So this this led us to believe uh, this this led to them believing the incident at by at lakes Baikal and Isik were not singular events, but rather expressions of, of a. Uh, a bigger phenomenon of this bigger shit being, event. Yeah. Yeah. Of this being a, a fairly regular thing for lakes in the area, which is kind of weird to think about. So the, uh, the realisticness of this incident is supposed to, is supported by the administration of Russian writer, Mikhail, uh, Demidenko, after becoming famous with Scheithberg's account in 1992, Demidenko, uh, Remembered spending some time at Lake Baikal in the mid '80s on an assignment from uh, the USS Union of Writers, and a lot of shit for everything back then, didn't they? Well, yeah. There's a, there, even with our country, there's a department for everything. Fuck, dude. There's always going to be a department for everything because as soon as something pops up, they need to create a department over it so that way there's more than just one governing body to handle it. Yeah. And then there's because more the ways to spend money because the governments can't keep their dicks in their pants. They got to put it in everybody. Pretty mm. much. It was there that Irk's uh, nipples. Irk Tusk finished. Uh, no, I'm trying to pronounce this word. And I fucking. It was there that local fishermen told him 
how they uh, they saw Soviet divers being thrown out of the water and continuing their ascent to a height of 30 to 50 feet above the water's surface. Shenanigans. So that was those guys that got launched out of the water? Yeah. Went somewhere between 30 to 50 feet out of the water, and they were down fairly deep. I call shenanigans on that. launched. Uh, the fishermen... Mm. The fishermen didn't know about the underwater humanoid episode and had been wondering why the Soviet military sub, uh, subjected their, ty- their divers to such weird tests of underwater explosives. Holy shit, this must be great vodka. No, no the, <laughs> these guys thought that the, the military was testing underwater explosives on their own people and fucking just poof, fucking launching them out of the water. <laughs> you know they probably, probably They're just like, trying to film for a movie. <laughs> they're probably like, give Giddy, great vodka. It's fucking weird. They, those guys had no cables or anything. They just went fucking flying. Someone needs to pay these stuntmen better. In Mother Russia, fish fish for humans <laughs> with explosives. In Soviet Russia, fish human with uh, with uh, dynamite. <laughs> hey, Boris, how far do you think we can launch Sergei and Ivan? I don't know how much dynamite you have. 13 Ooh. kilos. Pretty fucking far. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, duh. Lord Tachanka loves it. <laughs> so so these stories make me think of a, a similar story from uh, that was first kind of told by Japanese fishermen back in the 60s in the Antarctic. We all know what they're fishing for. They're, 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 they're whaling ships. You are doing the new. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were doing. Um, but this is from back in the 60s. They told stories of seeing uh, aquatic humanoids somewhere between 20 to 30 meters long which would put him in the area of 64 to 100 feet in length. Oh, I was thinking like mermans. Kind of, sort of. But it were that big? Oh, boy. But these things, instead of being what you'd think of as a mermaid with like, you know, the fucking fish ass on them, these were just white, like almost translucent, human-shaped things in the water. Yeah. So some of the sightings... <clears throat> and uh, let, I should go back. Um some of the reports even say that they had seen facial features like mouths and eyes, no ears or nose or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, some of the sightings people had, had said had, they had uh, have had, they say that they've actually seen five-fingered hands in either legs or mermaid-like fins. Holy shit. Uh, they've even, uh, there's even one shot of these things from Google Earth off the coast of Nambia. No which way. I'm kind of curious. I want to try to dig that up. Yeah. Um, but uh, these these things are called uh, ninjin, is what the they the Japanese fishermen called them, um, and that's just Japanese for human. So it's kind of weird that you get similar reports of stuff like that from different parts of the world, with societies that may not necessarily have been communicating with each other very well, and you know during those time periods. Oh, um, look at look at uh, you know what is it. Uh, Pyramids, you know, you have pyramids in Egypt, and then what? Thousands of miles away to the to the west, you have pyramids in uh, Mexico. I, I would have put it closer to dragons, or well, no dragons. Yep. In you have same thing, dragons in in Mexico. Well, yeah, is it Mexico? Yeah, Quetzalcoatl is technically kind of a dragon thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Mexico. I heard that name the other day, not too long ago. Really. Quetzalcoatl? Yeah. On uh, the horror movie Q. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, that, and then you had the dragons in uh, China. And let's not forget Europe. Uh, Japan. Europe, Japan. Yeah. Everywhere has yeah. had... Exactly. And it's 
It's one of those things where I've got a weird... Like what, the one common thing that, like, almost everywhere has, I guess? Yeah. The- I, uh, has stories of? I, I've got a weird theory with that, and it goes into, like, the flood myths and shit like that, but we'll we'll talk about that at a different episode. Um, but, yeah, that's what I've got on the weird Russian, Russian water people. Yeah. Yeah, it's a merman. <laughs> it's a merkin. <laughs> it's a dickwig. <laughs> Wait, is a is a merkin a dickwig or is that for a vagina? Vagina cap. Okay. What's a peckerwig then? <laughs> peckerwig. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna start an online company selling peckerwigs. Hey, peckerwig. Oh, oh shit! It's gonna be all bowl cuts too. <laughs> Your dick looking like one of the Three Stooges would be fucking awesome. Wow. Yeah. What a mo. Right. <clears throat> anyway. Well, that was informative. <laughs> I think that's what we got for this week. Do we want to talk about next week a little bit? Give them a, a nah. heads up. I think we should. Just give them, kind of get an idea of what we're doing. I'll give them a little taste of what we're going to do. Yeah. Some great last stands. Fuck yeah. Yeah, kids. You guys are going to like this one. We're not going to talk about the usual like three hundo and all those other bullshit ones. We're going we're gonna to go a little outside the box. Yo, three, the, three hundo. Greek bros. <laughs> hey, yo, yo, how, many, how many of you need to stop these uh, these Persians? Uh, f- one spot fuck. a kick, kid. I don't know, dude. Uh, three hundo? <laughs> <laughs> three, three hundo? You mean three hundred? Yeah. Uh, send us like uh, 12 bushel. Twelve bushel of uh, Spartans will cover them. <laughs> there's what? There's fifty four in a bushel. Make sure they do all their leg squats. You know that we gotta have a good spot of kick it every only, once in a while. You can only send them if they got sick abs and British accents. Otherwise, it ain't Scottish. gonna work. Scottish. One was Scottish. One of them was Scottish. Yeah, the rest of them are fucking <laughs> British. Oh, excuse you. Muscle up in me, you little <clears throat> shit. Yeah, the last stands. Yeah, this one's gonna be good. Uh, so. Was the last stand? Speaking of last stands, I was waiting. I was wondering where you going there, <laughs> I, I, there, Mister H. If if you if you have had it with your current headphones and you are on your last stand with your current headphones, go to studio.com. find something you like there, throw them in your cart, put dark windows in. I'm sorry, put dark windows 15, 15. in at promo at the checkout in the promo code <laughs> at the promo. You Fuck s- you! You started off so good. <laughs> Your transition will, was flawless. And they will take 15% off of your entire order. Yeah. Speaking of taking percentages off, it's not quite as much, but it's still a good fucking deal. Seth. Not a great deal. It's a fucking awesome deal. I said it was a good deal. Awesome deal. Okay. Awesome you know why? Because Game Envy, that's why. Great place for if you or anybody else you know is into painting miniatures because there's you know, a wide variety of us folk out there that like to pay miniatures, and you may know somebody that is into it. And you're like, you know what? I need to get them a cool little Easter gift. That's Coming when you head soon. over to Game Envy. Easter gift. Yeah, Easter gift. And you uh, pick out some cool stuff over there, like the Hobby Holder, Brush Bastion, Paint Puck, all that variety of stuff I keep talking about day in and day out. Put in the promo code Broadstone at your checkout when you have all that stuff in there, and you'll save yourself 10% off the entire order. Now, I said it before. I'll say it again. If you were thinking about getting into a game system, whether it be card game, board game, miniature game, head on over to DiceHead.com. DiceHead.com is a great little one-stop shop for all the different type of miniatures. If you're like into D&D and you want to get some of the Reaper models, or if you want to get into Warhammer, Age of Sigmar, or whatever, DiceHead. DiceHead Games has all the variety of miniature games, board games, card games, and they also have comic books and other amazing collectibles. 
while you're there. If you have, you know, miniatures you're trying to get rid of and you don't know what to do with them and you don't want to go on a Craigslist or eBay because you know you don't want to get screwed over in your prices, Dicehead has also the miniature trade-in program. The miniature trade-in program, all you got to do is take some simple pictures, send them an email, wait a couple days because they're, what they're going to do is they're going to price out everything and then they'll email you back with one of the best, if not the best price that you can get. Now, that is awesome because you can put that trade-in credit towards a new game system or a new comics or whatever. does not matter. And I can say that because I've used it, Kevin C's used it, and a yeah. variety of other people have used it. You know what they don't sell for collectibles, though? Hmm. The stupid plates that people put up on their walls. And it's probably a good thing because that's dumb. Or collectible spoons. Oh, dude, don't oh, talk fuck. about spoons. My sister used to collect those. Weird. And I stole one of them, bent it, and threw it away. I was like, ha. People used to do that, man. It's so weird. Yeah. So, with all that being said, you bunch of beautiful dickheads, we love you. I guess, yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm sticking with that, man. I've been watching Aussie Man reviews. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Destination <laughs> fucked. You two. Fair dinkum. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That was Ooh, brutal. Ouch. So, yeah. all right. Wait, if we're, if, we're, if we're going Australian, you big red cunt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call everything that, and it's awesome. Yeah. So we're either going to get yelled at for that. Or... I doubt it. We Our call... fans are awesome. Our <laughs> or, fans are, are awesome. They, are they going to say, Kevin, you're a twat. The casual <laughs> fans, you know, they come in and, you know, they try it and it's not for them. But our real diehard fans, <laughs> they love it. They'll keep coming back for more. And you know what? We have a Patreon. Sign up for that because we yeah. have some sweet little swag bag stuff. That goodie's there. Go to patreon.com forward slash dark windows. Boom. Also, what is a good way to get a hold of us, Kevin H? You can email us at darkwindowspod at gmail.com. Hell or yeah. Or you can go on to Facebook. You can find us out there with only one Dark Windows Podcast. Yes, sir. You can go on to the Instagram, Dark Windows Pod. We're on there. And we're on Twitter. Which we don't Dark use. Win- Not too much. <laughs> Dark Windows Pod as well. Because you guys are so fucking old and you don't uh, want to accept technology. Eh, 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 maybe. So. Uh, so, yeah. So, if you're on Dark uh, on the, in the Facebook, you'll get Kevin or I. Um, they get it. You're not going to get me because I'm not on Facebook. But where can they find you on Instagram? Uh, Broadstone underscore creations, kids. That's where you can see me painting miniatures and other random shit that and I post his, pictures of. And his shit is pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, it is. And you can also go over to ageofradio.org. Uh, check out all the different shows slash on there. Dark Windows. Too. If you go slash Dark Windows, it takes you right to us. But if you go to ageradio.org, you can check out all the other shows on the Hit network. Hit up that bazaar, kids. You can go to the bazaar and you can get on it. awesome deals on stuff on there. Microsoft. Yep. Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble. And other stuff. Oh. I only know of on it because that's where I'm going to get some stuff because now I'm like, ooh, I got discounts you now. monkey kettlebells, buddy. Yeah. No, dude, I'm going Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars fan, but they got a fucking awesome Boba Fett one. His backpack has jets. Yeah, yeah so, and he's still alive. And so if you're on our, our uh, Age of Radio page, you can listen to uh, all of our episodes Yeah, on there. And you can check out some of the... Other know, great shows. Great shows, like you said. Uh, also, you can find us on pretty much everywhere. It, on, on our page, tell us where you can find us at. So tell some friends, kids. Yeah. Tell us friends. Rate, uh, review rate, us. Rate, rate, review all that good stuff. And I, I will say this. If you're looking for a true crime podcast, look no further than Age of Radio because we got a lot of really good ones. Or if you're looking for we're, it. We're not one of them, but we got a lot of good ones on there. Hey, <laughs> or, or, and if you're a sports fanatic, you like sports, uh, there's another one you can check out. It's on there. Who's it's that? Diamonds and Roses podcast. Uh, my brother. Hey, uh, this is Kevin from the future or 
past. I don't know exactly how that works. I'm not a time scientist. Um, just jumping in here because I wanted to let everybody know we had a uh, little bit of a technical snag. I'm not sure what happened, but we lost about 40 seconds worth of audio with uh, some really, really weird, like screeching and high pitched shit. I'm not sure what happened. Um, I did save a little bit of it, but I think what we missed was Kevin uh, talking about his brother's show, uh, Diamonds and Roses, which is also on Age of Radio. Uh, it's a baseball podcast. Uh, based out of the Portland, Oregon area. They've had some pretty cool interviews on there. And I think I missed a little bit of talking about Color Me Dead. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Color Me Dead is one of the best true crime podcasts I've ever listened to. Um, and that's not, I'm not just saying that because we're on the same network as them. They put in so much work for it. So, um, yeah, go over to ageofradio.org and, uh, and check out both those shows. So I'm going to try to put back in what I whatever I can that I can save at the end of this. Hopefully I didn't lose too much. Anyway, goodbye from the past or future or wherever the fuck I am. I don't know. I don't know where I am anymore. It, it's amazing the amount of research that they put into stuff with their full, you know, their regular lives with, you know, everything with kids and work and everything. They're fucking awesome. Just All right, well, if you guys saying. are fucking plugging podcasts, go listen to Justin Remmel's Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah, dude. Blood and Dust is fucking awesome. Mysterious Circumstances. Oh. There you go. Now there we all plug the show. Cool. Now, in the mortal words of someone famous, fuck off, let's leave. Yep. <laughs> let's make, make like a tree and get the fuck out of here. So, hey, people in glass houses sink ships. Yes, they does. Just because you can't see out in the dark? What the fuck mean- are you doing? Oh, sorry. Hey, hey, you want to take two steps off my dick, please? Yeah, you don't steal people's gimmicks. One, two. Thank you. Your, your feet are still pretty close to it, though. <laughs> my feet aren't that big. No, but my dick is. Just because you can't see out into the dark. What? I so expected you to interrupt me, you <laughs> nope. fuckers. Nope, we're letting it go. Just because you can't see out into the dark. There's not a springy worm coming out your butt. Fucker. <laughs> Just because you can't see out into the dark. There's this guy standing with, you know, his little merman. Merkin. Merkin. <laughs> Just because you can't see out into the dark. You're not being launched 25 feet in the air out of the water. I think water dragons would have to do that, Ooh, though. That's true. Or you'd have, to wor- you'd have to learn words from water dragons. Fuck, Skyrim 6 is going to be great. Hope it's going to be a lot better than fucking Mortal Kombat, that <laughs> fucking garbage pit. Anyway, fuck Mortal Kombat. Just yep. because you can't see out into the dark Fuck's doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Love you. Kisses. Toodaloo. Fools!